Hey, everybody, this is Jimmy. Welcome back to the Jimmy Tingle Show. Today, we have a spokesperson for the no on question one ballot question, folks, because we want to give both sides of the issue so we have a well-informed and enlightened audience. And I know you already are, but we're going to even enlighten you further. Please welcome to the show the one and only Mr. Dan Sensi. He is the spokesperson for the No on Question One Coalition. Hello, Dan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jimmy. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the time. It's our pleasure. So, Dan, first of all, just tell us basically what is the Fair Share Amendment? Sure. It's a, a constitutional amendment. It would actually change our Constitution uh, as it was written by John Adams a couple hundred years ago that would uh, impart a tax onto people changing our, our flat income tax to a graduated one for income over $1 million, and it would raise it by 80%. So from 5% to 9%, Jim. It will raise the tax from 5% to 90%? To 9%. To 9%. So oh, it would be an 80% increase. It goes up okay. 4 percentage so, points, but from 5 up to nine on all income over a million dollars. For income over a million dollars. So if somebody makes uh, $1.1 million, yep. they would be charged 4% on the extra $100,000 over the million dollars, correct? That's right. That's right. Okay. In a very okay. simple sense. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It's a, so it's 4% on the tax over a over million dollars of income. So Dan, roughly how many people would be affected by this tax? Of over a million dollars, 4% over a million dollars. Yeah, it's tough to say, Jimmy. It, it would be uh, tens of thousands of people each year, and it would increase each year. Um, I will tell you that half the people, 50.5%, right? A little more than half the people captured by it each year, it would be the only time in their life they would pay it. 77% of the people captured by it, it'll only happen to them twice. People who sell a home, people who sell a small business, People who sell a farm, the Massachusetts Farm Bureau stands with us in opposition to this because it captures all of your income in one major event. So you may not make, you know, your, your, your job may not generate a million dollars a year. You may be someone retiring. You may be somebody from Cambridge who sells their house. And that one time, you're going to pay 80% more tax uh, on, on that income that year. We don't believe that's fair. Well, it wouldn't be 80% more tax. It would be, it would be 4% over a million dollars of income. That'd be 80% more than you're paying today. Yeah, because it's five goes up, five, five goes up to nine. That's the, the nine over five is 80% higher on that money over. Yeah. Oh, on that money over. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's not like people are getting taxed. Don't tell me I'm going to get taxed 80%, am I, if I sell my oh, house? No, not 80%. <laughs> now, the proponents are saying that, uh, I as I said, I interviewed uh, one of the uh the uh, yes on question one yesterday. And uh, they were saying it's about 20,000 people they were estimating in the state that would be eligible for the tax. It's like point, I think, oh, 0.6% or something, less than 1% of the people. But the reason they want to do it, according to them, is they want more money for transportation and for education. Now, do you think that's a valid need or do you think this is a well-intentioned uh, effort? Without question. It's well-intended. We need investment in transportation. We need spending on education. No question about that. Those are noble endeavors, Jimmy. Uh, I'm someone that travels down the turnpike every day to try to, to get to work. And, you know, some days it takes me two hours to go 20 miles. So I, I see the need for it. Um, unfortunately, 
this measure will not guarantee to increase spending at all in either of those two uh, tranches. Uh, it was brought before the Supreme Judicial Court in 2018 when the language actually intended to increase spending. It was thrown out as unconstitutional. There's a, a line in there that says subject to appropriation. And that's how our legislature works. That's how our constitution works, is that the legislature decides the level of spending and then the, the, you know, the, the administration spends that money. And, and we can't, uh, from a, a ballot question standpoint, increase any of that funding. So the money will go to education. It will go to transportation. But then the other monies that were already set aside to be appropriated there will go back into the general fund and they can be appropriated as the legislature sees fit. You know, and, and, and we, have, we had a $5 billion surplus this year, Jimmy. We got $2.94 billion being returned to the taxpayers of Massachusetts this year. We got $10 billion coming from the federal government in an infrastructure bill with sixth in spending on education per pupil in the nation and third in standardized test score. It's not a question of funding in education. It's, it's more a question of, of equity and, and how we, we deal with that. And this, this ballot question doesn't, doesn't address any of that. So do I want to and should we invest in those? Absolutely. Unfortunately, this doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, the change that they made to the Constitution that you alluded to in the opening statement, doesn't yeah. that uh, solidify a guarantee that the money would go to specifically education and uh, transportation and there wouldn't be that wiggle room that was that was kind of a loophole earlier and in other appropriations? There is that loophole. There's a, you know, you give the legislature a wiggle room, they can do whatever they want, right? Yeah. But in this case, I w my understanding was that it, because it was a constitutional amendment, there was more, it was a more fixed targeted allocation of funds. So the monies will be allocated to education and transportation, okay. but it will not increase spending in those areas. I see. So for round numbers, if the, if the legislature comes out with a $20 billion for education and transportation, round numbers, whatever it yeah. may be, right? And we generate a billion from this. Then it goes in, they match it with another 19. The other billion that they had allocated for it goes back into the general fund and they can sp spend it any way they see fit. It doesn't guarantee increase funding in transportation education. So it just takes the place of other monies. Right. But if they wanted to increase the transportation or the education, they could. And they could advocate it for health care. And they right. could advocate it for child care and they could advocate it for mental health. They could advocate for any of the number invite the environment, any of the number of things that the legislature allocates money towards and folks advocate for, they can spend it upon and they can right. spend it in their districts and they can spend it anywhere they want to. Whatever comes in from this tax would have to go to education and uh, transportation, but surplus money or other monies could be you know, if it comes, uh, it can be allocated accordingly. It'll create surplus money. Right. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This doesn't, yeah. It doesn't increase. It doesn't increase it at all. Right. Unless they all. had the, unless they just, it was their discretion to use it yeah. accordingly. Which is their discretion right. every year, right. whether or not we right. have this ballot question or not. It's their discretion on how they spend it. And right. we already spend a significant amount of money, as I mentioned, we're sixth in the nation in spending and education already. We're already there. So tell me, who is no on uh, the fair share amendment uh, from what you yeah. can tell as the, yeah. as the leading uh, opponent? Yeah, we're, we're a coalition of over 1,000 organizations representing over 25,000 businesses and 
hundreds of thousands of employees across Massachusetts, groups like the Cambridge Chamber of Commerce, the Boston Chamber of Commerce, the Western Mass Economic Development Council, the Massachusetts Farmers Bureau, Massachusetts Real Estate, uh, 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 Retailers Association. We are represented from Provincetown all the way out to the Berkshires across this Commonwealth with, with, with folks who know that it's wrong-minded, it's the wrong time for it, it's, it's not the right time to have this tax in Massachusetts when we have this huge surplus, we're coming out of COVID, we have supply chain issues, we have inflation, businesses don't need this heaped on, on the top of them, and we don't need, we need folks stalling our economy now. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that the Cambridge Chamber of Commerce is opposed to this, as is the Boston Chamber of Commerce? 100%, yes. Okay. And how many people from these opposing views are putting in money? Where is the money coming to fund your campaign? Yeah, we've, we, have, we have money from a significant group uh, of individuals. Obviously, you have to list your top five donors. That's the way the laws work uh, right. on these ballot questions. And there are a few very wealthy individuals and businesses who have given us money because they understand that what the impact it will be to the economy uh, and to their employees across here. And then the other side, all of the money's come from the teachers unions. Again, when I was interviewing them yesterday, they said they had 500 uh, different organizations, unions, teachers unions, uh, individuals. We have hundreds as well. You know, the, yeah. the, the lion's share of their money comes from a union. The lion's share of our money comes from a, a couple uh, of well-heeled donors. It, that's that's yeah. how politics works in Massachusetts these days. Right. It's, it is what it is. You know, and we have... We have hundreds of small donations to the same type of thing, but nobody, I don't think anybody really gets into that. We're trying to determine who's supporting who and yeah. why. Yeah. You know? and, it's, all, uh, it's all organized labor on the other side. And the question you have to ask yourself is, what's the ROI they're looking for? Why are they investing $25 million into this? What are they going to promise their members to get back in return for the money they're spending? Mm-hmm. Well, again, we go back to education and transportation. And we, all we got to do is look at the orange line and all we got to do is look at the T. You know, it resonates with people. Like you were talking about, we're coming out of the pandemic. The test scores came out two days ago nationally. The test scores are down. Yeah. You know, there's more of a need for it. But let me ask you this. How can people find out more about your organization? What's the website? And if they want to get involved, do you guys accept donations? Oh, absolutely. No, okay. no question com is the website. To, to, to join us and join with the, the thousand other folks and, and organizations across the state who've joined together and, and understand that while it might be well-intended, it's not going to increase funding for transportation and education, Jimmy. It's just, it's been proven uh, not to be the case. They can't guarantee it. Chairman of Ways and Means was on the cover of the Globe the other day saying there's no guarantee that there'll be any increase in this because that's just not the way that it works. So, you know, it, it, it's intended to go after the uber wealthy. Uber wealthy already domicile out of Massachusetts. The uber wealthy tax plan and, and spend, you know, uh, tons of money preparing for this and, and planning for these things. This is going to hurt middle class people who are retiring, who are running small businesses, who are selling small businesses, farmers in Massachusetts who are selling surplus land. That's who it's, this is going to disproportionately affect. Mm-hmm. But it is a 4% tax on income over a million dollars. So if you have a real estate deal and uh, you, you know, you write off the cost of the house and you write off the cost of the land and anything over a million dollars in profit gets taxed at 4%, just to be clear on it. It's taxed at 9%, 4% yeah. more. It's taxed Four, at 9%. On top of 4%, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, four on top of five. Yep, the one right. time in your life that right. you bought a house in 1972 in Central Square, and then you're looking to retire and sell it, and it went up. You know, who knows? You probably bought it for a hundred grand, and now it's worth a couple million dollars, and you want to retire. You know, you want to you want to downsize. You want to give that money to your kids and their education of what you're going to do. The one time in your life you're going to have a windfall after paying off the mortgage and working your whole life to pay for it. Now you're going to have to pay more taxes on it. Four percent over a million in profit, right? So, what's the name of the website again? NoQuestionOne.com. NoQuestionOne.com. Dan Sensi, the lead spokesperson for No on Question One, ladies and gentlemen. NoQuestionOne.com. Dan, thanks a million for joining us. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. You're traveling. You're in hotel rooms, crisscrossing the state. <laughs> I am, Jimmy. I am. I'm all over the place. It's gonna, we're going to be over soon, though. November 8th, vote no on one. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Thank you all for right. the time. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. This has been a Humor for Humanity production. Our mission is your mission. Humor for Humanity at JimmyTingle.com. Thank you. Thank you.